WJMS Media is the proud Raise Your Voice media sponsor for the American Lung Association's 8th Annual Lung Force Walk New York City, taking place on Saturday, May 21st at Pier 16 at the South Street Seaport in Manhattan. Walk with us to raise critical awareness and funds to end lung cancer and other chronic lung diseases. For more information on how to register for free or donate, visit www.lungforce.org NYC. Because when you can't breathe, nothing else matters. No matter what people say, we got it going on. Who cares about what they think? You know me, I'm the hottest in the street. From the latest hip-hop beats to social issues that cripple the black community All from the perspective of a young, strong black woman A strong black woman And now your host, Rita Welcome back everyone for another episode of According to RP on WJFS Media Powered by Black Eyed It's your girl Rita Care, your host And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets so happy Sunday, everyone, and I hope you guys had an amazing week and an even better weekend. Guys, we are wrapping up the month of April. This is the last full week of April. We are heading into the month of May, and you know what that means. Summer is literally around the corner. Summer solstice officially begins June 21st. However, in New York City and the, the rest of the Northeast, we know that uh, late, not Labor Day, <laughs> Memorial Day marks the beginning of summer. So for those of you who have been talking about getting ready for the summer body, guys, you only have about six weeks. You have six weeks until June 21st summer solstice to get this summer body. And I know how it goes every day, every week. We're getting back in the gym. We're getting we're getting back into fitness. We're, we're going to wake up early and we're going to take that walk in the park. And it never happens because we think we have time. But guys, April is over. May is literally in, I don't know, less than a week. Summer is coming. So this this discussion that we've been having with ourselves about getting the summer body, we cannot have the discussions anymore. We need to stop talking about it and we need to start being about it. And interestingly enough, you know, I'm going on this rant about summer body. Today, we are going to be talking about fitness, health and wellness. We have an amazing guest by the name of Jessica Titsky, who is a fitness coach based out of Brooklyn, but she also has a lot of online um, coaching and training and all this other stuff. We're going to be talking about the importance of fitness the importance of just getting started and what that actually looks like. What does it mean to just get started, right? Because I think many of us where we get stuck when it comes to our fitness journeys and our wellness plans and whatnot is the getting started piece. I know for me that that's just how it is. Once I get started, I'm on. Like, it, it's a wrap, but it's the getting started. And many of us think that we need to have this elaborate plan already in place. But honestly speaking, getting started can just be 10 minutes a day in the morning or 10 minutes where you can fit it in. But I don't want to get too much into the conversation because we definitely allocated 45 minutes <laughs> for this conversation on health, wellness and fitness and, and how to get started, how to be consistent and whatnot. So I definitely want you guys to keep it locked for that. But I am here to let you all know, for those of you who have been waiting to start on the summer body, you don't have that much time. Summer is literally around the corner. From what I have been observing from the interwebs and from the social medias, um, you know, the Facebooks, the Instagrams and whatnot, the TikToks, the summer is supposed to be a zoo. And for those who are wanting to partake in the zoo called Summer 2022, oh, I just made a rhyme. <laughs> Give me my record deal. But either way, for those of you who are trying to be part of this and trying to be, you know, down with the get down, you don't have that much time. You don't have that much time. So tomorrow morning, tomorrow is what, uh, Monday? After you listen to, you know, this informational uh, podcast on fitness and health and wellness, tomorrow morning I challenge you or tomorrow evening, whenever you have the time, really tomorrow. But tomorrow, which is going to be, uh, what is tomorrow's date? 
the 25th, tomorrow, the 25th of April, I challenge all of you to find 10 minutes at least of your day and get some sort of exercise in whether it's, you know, pacing your apartment, whether it's walking in place, whether it's picking up a milk jug and doing some squats with it. Again, you're going to hear a lot about, you know, different techniques that you can, you know, implement within your home if you cannot go to the gym because we are still living in La Covida Maria. We are still in COVID times and, pe- you know, people are still catching it. And so people are still paranoid about going into the gyms and doing group fitness. So we're going to talk about the different ways that you could actually still work out at home or in your local park and whatnot. But tomorrow, find 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes in your day to get some sort of movement going and let that be the jump start to, and I don't want to just say summer body. I mean, I'm saying summer body because that's what we're all talking about and we all want to look good or at least our version of good for the summer, but let it be the jump start to your journey to wellness, to your journey to, you know, just physical fitness in general, right? Let it, let us not just stop at, okay, you know, we got our body for the summer. And then once September comes around, we're ready to hibernate with the extra pounds. Let's continue moving forward in fitness and health and wellness and all this other stuff. Either way. So with that being said, we have a really packed show, a lot of goodness, 45 minutes worth of information. So we're not going to really go into the preliminaries today, but I do want to take this time to shout out our sponsors for Black Ivy Media. So shout out to Air Wellness, shout out to Trendy Tripping, to Halefo for just being great sponsors of Black Ivy Media and for really allowing us to move forward with creating the content and the programming that you all have requested and are enjoying. Um, and also I wanted to just thank those of you who tuned into our self-defense uh, programming that took place this past Thursday via live stream. So this past Thursday, we had an event called Protect Yourself. Let's talk self-defense. Um, we did it via live stream. So on our Facebook and YouTube platforms, um, we had the uh, a representative from the Brooklyn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Sonia, instructor Sonia, who came out and showed us some life-saving self-defense moves that, I mean, I'm inspired to now take self-defense classes because now I'm like, wow, I can actually defend myself and protect myself and save my life in the event of an attack. And you guys know that New York City streets is on fleek. And I mean, other places around the world, it's not just New York City streets, but that's where I live. And every other day, there's some sort of sexual assault attack or attempted attack taking place. And so, just seeing some of these moves, and I don't want to say simple because they're not simple because to be very honest, I don't remember half of them. <laughs> but just the fact that I was introduced, at, you know, to this, and I see that, you know, with more training that I can essentially protect myself. Um, I think that that was just definitely um, very inspiring for me. And I got a lot of positive feedback from my friends, family, and even like, you know, strangers. Right. Well, you guys aren't strangers, but people that I don't speak to on on the daily, um, you guys came back with some very, very positive feedback on the event and that you guys, too, are inspired to move forward and take a self-defense class. It doesn't have to be jujitsu, but some sort of self-defense class. Um, I'm really, really happy to hear that. But shout out to instructor Sonia, to the Brooklyn uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for even partnering with us to just provide this type of knowledge um, for you guys. And also shout out to DTD Fitness for allowing us to use their amazing wellness hub to even showcase this event. So Thursday was 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 a really great event um, and the uh, live stream is still up. So for those of you who did not get a chance to catch it, because I understand, you know, the world is opening up Thursday nights. You guys might be out, but uh, it was a live stream. So it is still available uh, for you guys to access on our YouTube and on our Facebook live. So just wanted to make sure that I plugged that and I gave the proper shout outs to um, to those who made it possible. So thank you again for that. And let's see here. I think that's enough for the announcements. Um, oh, last thing. Not, not that it's not important, but 
<laughs> the last thing. So many of you guys have been hitting me up on the side, um, wondering how can you guys become guests on the According to RP show. And we love guests. We love, 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 love guests. So if you guys are interested in becoming guests on the According to RP show, you can slide up in our DMs on the Instagram platform, According to RP, or you can send us an email. If you are the formal type, send us an email at according to RP at gmail.com. And also, if you have topics, because I know a lot of you guys have been DMing me topics over the years. So shout out to, to, to those of you who have been DMing me topics over the years. So if you guys have any topics that you want discussed on the According to RP platform, if there's anything that, you know, you're like, ooh, this would be a great topic. I want to hear RP's take on this or I would love to hear an expert opinion on this so we can get a guest maybe to talk about a particular topic send in that uh, query, send in that topic again via the Instagram DM or um, via the according to RP at gmail.com. And I keep saying lastly, there's always something that pops into my head at the last minute. If you are interested in sponsoring, because I know that I mentioned that there were some sponsors, if you are interested in getting down (laughs) with the sponsorship train for According to RP, for Black Ivy Media, definitely send us a DM at According to RP and at Black Ivy Media. You could also, again, email us info at blackivymedia.com or according to rp at gmail.com. And if you are just somebody who just loves to collaborate, you already have a podcast, you already have a media platform, you already have a show, and you're like, man, I would love to just do a mashup, a cross promotional, I don't know, conversation, event, whatever, just hit us up. We're here for it. Either way, we want to make sure that we have enough time for our guest. So it is now time for the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Jessica. Jessica, please say hello. <laughs> so Jessica, it's been it's been a long time. We've been trying to get this together, yes. but life, right? Yes. It's getting in the way. <laughs> life yeah. keeps getting in the way. But I wanted to shout out real quick DTD Fitness, uh, yeah. Dwight Duvall for putting this connection together. Yeah, caught me by surprise too. He's like, "You want to be on a podcast?" I was like, "I've never done that before." Um, so I said yes. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to be here. All right. I'm excited to have you here. So, Jessica, let the people know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Um, So, my name is Jessica Titsky. I am an EMT. I'm a mom, a wife, a personal trainer, fitness coach, um, and I'm also a nurse-to-be in about a month and a half. All right. Well, congratulations, (laughs) nurse-to-be. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited. So, Jessica, you just said you're also a a mom? Yes. Yeah, I am a new mom. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I gave birth to my daughter uh, February 11th of 2021 in the middle of the pandemic. Got pregnant in the middle of the pandemic. Gave birth. Um, Very exciting. Very, uh, stop most exciting thing that I've done in my life. Well, so I, far. <laughs> I can tell you, you do not look like you gave birth to a oh. child in the pandemic. <laughs> Thank you. I worked hard. Okay? I worked hard after that whole, you know, giving birth situation. I worked really hard. <laughs> yeah. It's really important for me to, it was important for me to kind of like get back into working out after giving birth because I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like stressed all the time. So I really, Made up. I was on a mission to get back into working out. Yeah, it was hard, but I did it. Okay. Well, well, you look you look like you achieved it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you did you. it. You definitely did it. Yeah. So, Jessica, today we're going to talk about fitness because I mean, I know you wear many hats, but I wanted to really kind of dedicate an episode on fitness. Yeah. And I have a couple of questions. I know we were talking offline just about a couple of you know a couple of things, but I wanted to first maybe talk about how did you get into fitness uh so i i've been actually working out since i was in high school okay yeah um 
my senior year of high school, I had to take a, a gym class, and I actually got to pick because you know in high school they tell you like, oh, you're doing like softball, or you're doing volleyball, whatever. Um, so my senior year of high school, I got to pick the weightlifting class. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I picked the weightlifting class because I was like, you know what, like I want a big butt. I want like a nicer <laughs> butt. And I was like, I was senior year, I was like, yeah, I think I want a bigger butt. So I was like, let me just take the weightlifting class. Uh, I got to the class. I learned a lot about lifting weights because it's a weightlifting class. Um, I started using machines at first in the class because the instructor kind of let us do pretty much whatever we want. Not whatever we wanted, but like if we gravitated towards towards something, he would show us how Mm -hmm. to, you know, use the machine, how to do the exercise. So I started using machines and then um, I used a lot of the leg machines. And then I started to see that, like, you know, my butt looked a little firmer. So I was like, oh, I want to keep doing this. And when I started to see um, results, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to keep doing this because it makes me feel good um and then when i got to college uh, i put on that freshman 15 that they Mm. talk about yeah i was like super stressed um i was taking like i think five classes all at once like way too many credits that i didn't need to be taking um and then i was like you know what i'm gonna go back to what i liked a lot in high school so then i started working out more consistently in college um and then from then i continued uh, all through college, I worked out. I was a bio major. Um, I was always under stress. So it was like critical to me to feel good. Mm-hmm. And so I would work out at least like once or twice a week. I went to Brooklyn College. So went to the blink that's like right there. Right. I would go to class, um, study with my friends for a little bit. And then I would hit the gym for like 20, 30 minutes. And I would go back to school because I was in class like all day. Um, yeah. And then after college, I uh, decided I was going to become a personal trainer because I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go to med school, nursing school, PA, whichever. So I was like, you know, I'm going to be a trainer. Became a trainer. I met Dwight, I think, before I became a trainer. And then he was like, yo, you should do this. Um, And then I did it. I became a trainer. Then I started training at Harbor Fitness. Um, Yeah, a lot of time passed. I trained at Harbor Fitness for, I think, about a year and a half. Pandemic happened. I got accepted to nursing school. I got married right after, right the, I got married, like, the week before they shut everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from then, after not being able to go back to the gym, I started training from home um, because I was so obsessed with fitness. I was like, yo, I'm just going to build some sort of workout room in mm-hmm. my two bedroom house. Um, and that's what we did and uh, got some equipment. Now I've been training from home. Um, and then I just transitioned into fully coaching online and training in person. Yeah. Nice. And also finishing nursing school. Yes. A lot of stuff. <laughs> A lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, long man. journey. I'm trying to like, you know, keep it to <laughs> but that's a brief. Yeah. Okay. So I want to kind of talk about then, because there's a couple things you mentioned while you were talking about your journey, right? Of, of yeah. becoming a fitness trainer. And you talked about stress mm-hmm. and this correlation between working out um, and being stressed and how working out made you feel good. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I know... For me, recently, I've started getting back on this weight, you know, weight loss journey, mm-hmm. more so exercise journey, yeah. right? Because even if the pounds aren't dropping right away, mm-hmm. I'm still working out. But I lead a very, very stressed life as well. And yeah. I realize that as I'm working out, I'm I'm actually feeling less stressed. I'm feeling really, really good. So I guess what's the correlation? So, OK, I'm going to try to not get too sciencey right <laughs> um so specifically for women it's the hormones right um when you're stressed out your body releases this hormone called cortisol right? mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have heard of cortisol yeah before. so when your body releases the cortisol um you're going to be stressed right that's going to cause you to put on weight right it also affects you mentally right because you're so mm-hmm. stressed out you can't think properly when you when you're stressed out you don't eat as much as you need to some people they you know they starve themselves without thinking, right? And so that's what causes you to put on more weight, right? Ah. Yeah. So what happens is if you're stressed out all the time, you add an exercise. Exercise releases endorphins, right? Mm-hmm. That's the feel-good hormone. So if you're counteracting the cortisol with the endorphins, you're decreasing the... I gotta put this plainly. You're decreasing the amount of cortisol that your body's releasing and so you're counteracting it with endorphins and it makes you feel better mm-hmm. almost immediately like right. almost immediately after you finish working out and then if you're continuing continuing you're decreasing your cortisol decreasing your stress levels and you're feeling better having more energy that's kind of like the best way that i could 
put that all together. Right. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense because, you know, I think even like for, for lay people who are not in the sciences, we've heard of this cortisol. The commercials are always talking about cortisol. Yeah. And a lot of women, we have like cortisol belly, right? Because yes. we're so stressed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like for me, I'm like... I'm like, this is not like junk food belly because yeah. I don't eat that much junk food. Mm -hmm. So why is it that I have a little pooch? You know, yeah. what's happening here? <laughs> it's a stress. It's a stress. And for a lot of people, like even when, and so back going back to women specifically, because we, um, our cortisol levels are naturally high because we got to do so much, right? Mm -hmm. No shade to men, but like, we really do have to do a lot of thinking, doing, you know, whether we're like working from home, whether we're in the streets, whatever, like we have to do a lot. So our brains are always going all over the right. place. So you add that on to like external factors of stress, it really like causes us to hold on to a lot of fat, I guess you would right. say. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you said something else about, you know, the starving of oneself kind of doing the opposite of what we think, right? Many yeah. of us, we think we're starving ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to lose some weight, but instead it yeah. seems like we're gaining weight from starving ourselves. Yes. 100%. Um, most women are under eating. Like if you ask any woman, if you were to look at how many things, like how much she eats in a day, you were to put it into something like my fitness pal, you would see that they are eating less than 1500 calories or less than 1700 calories when on average we should be eating about like 17 to 2000 calories per day wow yeah but most women are not eating enough and it's because we're stressed out all the time or we feel like you were saying before like we should eat less to you know gain less right that only works for a specific type of hormone um type profile i feel if that makes sense yeah for specific types of hormone profiles that's when you should be eating less so that you could lose more I see. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot to this weight loss yeah. thing, right? It's yeah. not just working out. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, eating. It's yeah. like there's like a science to it mm -hmm. almost. I yeah. see. I see. So this kind of leads me next to this talk about uh, BMI, right? Is yeah. it body mass index, mm -hmm. I think is what it stands yeah. for. And so I know for myself, it's kind of like driven me crazy over the last couple of years because I'm trying to like lose weight. I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to do all these things, but I realize yeah. that I'm eating healthier. I'm not eating junk food. I'm, I'm, and I, I can admit that I've, I'm one of those women who are not eating. I'm not eating as much because uh -huh. in my mind, I'm like, well, if I don't eat all these calories, I'm not going to okay. put on the weight. Um, and, but yet, you know, I'm kind of been stagnant. Right. So yeah. I go to this doctor because I'm like, is something wrong? Like, how come I'm not really losing weight? And I'm told that, you know what, your BMI is through the roof. You know what, you're, <laughs> let's put you on some drugs and get, and get it popping, right? And so for me, I'm thinking... I don't even feel like I look that bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, when I saw you, I was like, wow, like, you know, you, you look like someone who is in shape, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us, if we're like, you know, doing some semblance of exercise for enough time, you are going to look like somebody who's in shape. So you're telling me the minute that you said my doctor put me on this medication, I'm like, wait a minute. I see you. I'm looking at you. I'm like, what medication could you possibly be on? Like, that's a huge problem in America. Because if you go anywhere else, like, I don't think this is something that's happening in a lot of other countries where right. a doctor's putting you on medication so that you could lose weight if you literally, you don't even look like someone that's overweight, you know? Right. I mean? So the thing with that, um, with the whole, like, obesity thing in the BMI. So I... Myself and many people are learning that the BMI chart is actually um, very inaccurate. It's almost, it's 100% inaccurate. Why? Because if I were to put my numbers, my weight and my height into the BMI chart right now, it would tell me that I'm obese. At oh, wow. One yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like if you look at, that's what I'm saying. If you look at somebody and they're telling you, look, I'm clinically obese, they're most likely not. The way that you have to look at it is like, okay, what are their eating habits like? You're looking at their weight. You're looking at their body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to give you a better idea of whether somebody is like obese or not. So, yeah, I'm almost certain that you probably don't need to ever take that medication again. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. stopped because after day one, I was like, I felt like, see, the good thing about my body is that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tolerate a lot of pharma. That's good. So yeah. after like day one, day two, I was like, ooh, I feel no. Mm -hmm. I, I am quick to get myself off of things. Yeah. But I know that there are a lot of women out there mm -hmm. who are so desperately trying to like drop the pound. Yeah. You know? Quick. 
Right. They want to drop it quick. They're tired of like seeing the scale not move a decibel. And so they are taking these drugs and the drugs are making them sick. I mean, not eating like I think I only took it the one day Mm -hmm. and I was not able to eat for three days. They were like, yeah, it's supposed to run out your system after day one. I'm like, it's day three. I feel like a zombie. That's not how you're supposed to feel. Right. You think like the doctor's prescribing you something. I'm not trying to sit here and say like all medication is terrible. Right. But like you would think if you're if you feel like a, you know, mostly completely healthy person and the doctor is prescribing you something your expectation is that's going to make you feel better right right but if the, your reaction to the medication is not good and the doctor wants you to take this long term mm-hmm. like if you think about it and i'm not trying to bash the medical system but if you think about it it's kind of setting you up so that you can be on medication for the rest of your life and what does that lead to kidney failure in the long right. term right when what you all all the doctor could tell would, would need to tell you is okay well let's look at your diet Let's look like if you're exercising. Let's look at your lifestyle all like in a whole mm-hmm. so that you can get an idea of what you should do so that you can lose weight if you really needed to. Right, know? right. So, yeah. Um, I could go on and on. About this. <laughs> I really could. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it is definitely a problem, you know, because a lot, especially I would say in the last two years, mm-hmm. right? Because many of us. Uh, we're working from home are still working from home. And so we're very like stationary. We're not, you know, it's sedentary. We're not moving around the way we were like, Mm For me, even let's say outside of going to the gym, I was very active actually right before the pandemic. I was going to swim. I was doing row. I was doing all these things. But and then I went from like doing all that stuff, chasing, you know, running for the train, running up the stairs, you know, a lot of steps. (laughs) I was getting a lot of steps and working in the city and then traveling from Brooklyn. Right. So now going from my bedroom or my bed to the desk in my bedroom Mm -hmm. or my Mm -hmm. bed to the kitchen. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people now that the pandemic is slowly starting to, I don't know, fade away, hopefully, kind of, maybe, I don't know, taking a break. Let's say it's taking a break. break. (laughs) People are now like, I want to be outside, but they're like, ooh, these roles. Ooh, you know, all the, like the, you're talking about freshman 15. This is like the pandemic 30 for a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. So now I think they're just so desperate to like see this quick change. Yeah, it's been a huge problem um, with the pandemic. So for me, sorry, I don't want to like interrupt, but like with the pandemic, that's like with the that was like the biggest thing that I saw um, in like the news mm-hmm. and, um, you know, on social media. People were talking about how like being inside has been making them depressed. Right. Um, it's affecting their mental health. And then they're putting on all that weight that also add that like makes that affects your mental health also. Um, but that was a time where like people were promoting, were trying their best to promote like uh, health and exercise more, like mm-hmm. fitness and exercise more, uh, because of the fact that people were spending all this time inside and not moving. Right. You saw like on TV, they were like people were like doing like group classes. Like I saw right. on the news a lot. People were like showing like their group classes on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, people were meeting in the park if they could, you know, socially. Right. Distance. I saw this a lot, and it was really good. It was like a good thing for the fitness industry, but also a bad thing because then people were like, okay, well, I could also stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, and then now that we're kind of out of that, people are like, OK, how can I stay home and do what I'm doing? And you were saying before that right. you're able to do that now. So it's like a good thing and a bad thing because people are going less to the gym, but then people are still prioritizing their mental health and right. their fitness from home, which is completely possible. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a struggle for me. I mm-hmm. did not like home workouts at all. Mm-hmm. I was let me go to a gym. Let me go to yeah. a group class. Mm-hmm. And it took me almost like two years to be like, all right. Well, during the pandemic, though, I will say I did create like a girls, a little girls group because okay. I live right next to to the park. OK. And so we would oh. go mm-hmm. like, you know, we would try to go a couple more and we would work out but then life happened mm-hmm. um, I think it was at the point of the pandemic where they were open like school they were opening schools again oh, okay. and so then yeah, people's yeah. schedules changed and so we stopped going so that was helpful during the warmer months mm-hmm. that we were able to go out but during the colder months it was like yeah. nothing was happening mm-hmm. so I want to ask then for the people who are listening who are like yeah the pandemic is taking a break or going away or whatever the case is but I don't want to go to the gym, right? Yeah. I don't want to do any group classes. I don't even want to do a class of two. I don't know her. I don't know her her yeah. hygiene practices. <laughs> but I'm also not really a home workout person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, there's YouTube, but I, I, st- I can't get into it. And I also don't have any equipment. So what yeah. am I what am I to do? I live in an apartment building. I can't do burpees. 
Yeah. So what can that person do? There is, I think there are a couple of things. So you were saying the thing about YouTube. Yeah, YouTube University with like fitness is like, you know, it's give or take because there's good stuff and then there's also the misinformation, mm-hmm. a lot of information, misinformation. Um, there's a couple of things you could do. If you would be open to getting a trainer, of course, get a trainer. Um, the other thing is getting an online fitness coach such as myself, shameless plug, um, <laughs> getting an online fitness coach to kind of like help you tailor your workout if you want to save from home. Some other things you can do. There are a lot of like um, you were saying before that you had a group of friends that mm-hmm. you were meeting up with. Right. So accountability. When you really think about it, like that's the one thing that sometimes it's hard to come by. But the one thing that you need to actually reach your goals. Right. If you have accountability. So even if you were to like have somebody that's texting you and saying like, hey, let's meet up at this time and this day to go work out. Or maybe like this time and this day, we're going to get up at whatever time mm-hmm. of the day, work out in the morning and then go through with the rest of our days. Even if you were to have some sort of accountability, that's sometimes it's all you need to get the work done. Right. right. Um, with working out from home, if you have equipment, um, having pretty much having somebody to tell you exactly how to use that equipment to the best of your ability would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know. I would say definitely getting around the right people, getting around people who also are interested in getting their stuff together. I want to say like, actually, right. know, like <laughs> getting their stuff together, um, getting those people around you is kind of the best way to get to, you know, get into the habit of working out more um, and fitting into your lifestyle. Because if you if you get around the right people, they all have the same goal. And if one person's doing it and you're not, you're going to be like, oh, well, you know, if so-and-so is getting there, you know, they're reaching their goals and dropping a couple pounds or building muscles. And what am I doing? Sitting mm-hmm. at home doing nothing. Let me, you know, do what I got to do. Let right. me get my life together. Right. Yeah, so getting around the right people, I would say, is the number one thing to do. Okay, cool. You know, it's funny. I remember seeing um, some of these even Instagram workouts that were happening, they were like, if you don't have a, a dumbbell, grab a can. Yes. That's the other thing too. You gotta get resourceful. Right. You gotta get resourceful. Um, I remember one time, um, I think, so when I used to live in my parents' house, when the, there was like a time where like, I didn't have a gym membership or anything. That was one thing I did. I, I should have mentioned that when you asked the question, I got water jugs. Yeah, I got water jugs and I what I used to do is like I would do squats like holding mm-hmm. the water jug. I would find like any heavy thing, I put a get a book bag, put like water bottles in the book bag and use that to like do back squats because oh, you put wow. it on your back. Yeah. yeah. You could do back squats with that. Um you could do bicep curls, you know, with the water <laughs> kettlebell bottles. swings. Yeah, kettlebell <laughs> swings with the big water jug. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do. You gotta just get resourceful. Um and of course getting resistance band, that also mm-hmm. helps as well. But yeah. There's always a way. Right. There's always a way. The resistant band thing really helped. I mm-hmm. went away for a couple of days and I remember I saw like a YouTube uh, channel and they were like, listen, all you got to do is throw the band in your luggage and yeah. you can work out anywhere. And it was like, it was amazing because I was like, oh my God, I'm getting such a good workout. Yeah. Um, but some people might feel that, okay, let's say, you know, we're working out, we're, we're building up stamina, we're building up some strength, but, you know, I live in a small apartment, right? I cannot have 50 pound weights. I can't. So it's like when we're thinking about getting the ultimate results where it's like, you know, we want to get rid of the back fat. We, you know, we always hear that what well, we need to, you know, work out our back. So mm-hmm. we're thinking about the machinery. So yeah. it's like, are there ways to really do like a true total bod- body like transformation fitness from the comfort of your own home without having all of these, you know, again, I don't have a room to have the weight machine mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. 100% your nutrition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the nutrition can help me get rid of the back fat. That's the, that's the number one thing. I feel like, I, I don't know why I didn't mention that. Cause I like, I focus on this so much. With my mm-hmm. clients. Um, it's always going to come back to your nutrition. Like, Yes, you can absolutely do even calisthenics. Like if you were to do like a 15 minute body weight workout five days a week, you are not going to start seeing the results that you want unless you change your nutrition. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be the number one thing. So if you are pairing your like proper nutrition with the workouts that you're doing body weight, um, using resistance band, using weights, anything that you're able to do in your, the comfort of your own home. If you're pairing those things together, you are 100% going to see results. So that's going to be the thing that kind of gives you exactly what you need. 
you can do all the exercise in the world, but if you don't change your nutrition, your eating habits, mm-hmm. you're not going to see any change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're seeing that the, this next thing comes to mind, so, you know, we're in a, a time period where a lot of people have moved to vegetarianism, yeah. they've moved to veganism, mm-hmm. but the veganism is really more so I'm going to eat anything that's just like not like, you know, animal product. Yeah. Right. So, you know, eating all the pasta in the world, mm-hmm. all the rice in the world, because they're like, well, I, I you know, they need to eat. They need to feel full. Um, yeah. they're not necessarily, I guess, eating all of the fruits and vegetables that they probably should, all the beans and legumes and all this other stuff. So you have a lot of individuals who find it very difficult to, you know, enter into, I guess, a weight loss journey yeah. because they're like, well, I'm a vegan, but this is, you know, this is all I eat. I can't really eat the, the protein because we always hear that protein is very vital for yeah, like 100%. weight loss. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you encountered any of these like clients? And if so, you know, like what is your advice to those who are embarking on this journey of veganism, vegetarianism, Mm -hmm. but are finding a very hard time getting enough protein so that they can actually have effective workouts? That's, that's a really good question. Um, I myself am not any of those things, but (laughs) I'm not any of those things, but I have worked with in my lifespan, (laughs) As a trainer, um, two people who were one vegan and one uh, vegetarian. And the way that I kind of try to help them understand that, like incorporating that lifestyle with their fitness is you have to track your your, your nutrition for a little bit. Mm. Like some people, you know, you can get really neurotic when it comes to like getting some like my fitness pal and like putting in your meals, looking at your calories and seeing how much you eat. Like you can get like... It could not. It could be a very negative thing for you mentally if you're doing it like 24/7 for some people. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is get them tracking for a very short amount of time, just to see how many calories you're eating. That's the first thing because whether you're vegan, you know, um, omnivore, uh, you know, vegetarian, uh, pescatarian, whatever, keto, it's all gonna come down to like the calories that you're eating and then how many, how much of your macros are you getting? Macros meaning your carbs, proteins, fats, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were someone who was vegan, right, the first thing you would have to start doing is tracking. How how much you're eating every day, right? So how many calories is in your first meal, your second meal, your third meal? Are you having enough protein in the, your meal? Something like my fitness pal is going to be very easy for figuring that out because it'll help you set up your goals 100% free, right? It'll help you set up your nutrition goals and it'll say, okay, you eat like, you know, you ate the, uh, what's that thing that I had? Uh, my sister made this uh, artichoke a lasagna it was mm-hmm. so good it was so good. i'd never had it before she made this thing like artichoke, artichoke lasagna that would be something that maybe somebody who's vegetarian would eat you put that into my fitness pal every single ingredient you ate you will see how much protein you had in that meal right mm-hmm. then you'll see okay i need this much protein left for the day what do i need to eat for the rest of the day so i can reach my protein goal because right. like you were saying you got to prioritize protein the other thing i would say is when people eat especially like being haitian you know eating rice all the time like i don't eat i after i left my parents house like i do not eat rice as much as i used to right especially us haitian you know women and men with the rice that's another thing where when you're eating you really have to think about okay i should eat until i'm full not until i'm going for it i can't right like that's the one thing we all have a problem with like i had this problem growing up me too you have to literally eat until you're 80 percent full you take that one tip you are golden because you can eat the rice and enjoy it and not feel like you're the food is sitting right here right right? huge problem especially in my family huge problem but if you eat until 80 percent full you can eat the rice you can eat the pasta just think about that. That's <laughs> I, no, the one thing I would say. Uh-huh. I think I think you're spot on there because for the longest time too, mm-hmm. what happens is they pile your plate up with the yes, rice and beans. Yes. They pile your plate up with the macaroni, mm-hmm. the potato salad, all of this stuff. All the starches too. And you have to finish it, whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I've I mean, I in, in my adulthood I've I've went out to eat and I'm like, oh, I, I can't anymore, but I'm like, but well, there's three more bites. And that, 
you see, can you, like, can you hear like how like insane it is? Because you yourself, you're looking at it like, yo, I need to finish this plate of food, but you don't. Right. You don't. Something that I like to tell my clients also is like when you go to the restaurant, like because I do this, I do this all the time because they give so much food. Because this is America, mm-hmm. they think we need to be eating all this food, right? <laughs> go to the restaurant, enjoy the food, eat until you're eighty percent full, and take the rest home. Right. Because nobody's gonna kill you. Like you're not at mom's house. Like right. The Haitian mom is not gonna say, oh, you need to clean the plate. No. Take the rest home. Just take it home. You know, <laughs> That's all you need to do. I had a friend of mine. I used mm-hmm. to like, I don't want to say laugh at her, but I used to be so like curious. Mm-hmm. She would literally have three bites left and she would say, I'm going to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Girl, you finish, finish those yeah. two bites. But I guess maybe that's what she was practicing. Yeah, probably. And that's the thing. And you know, it's to the point where, like, now that I like, I have a child, and this is how I know, like, you know, we were conditioned the wrong way because even feeding her, I got I had so much stress when she first started like eating finger foods. I'm like, yo, like I gave you, you know, a thing. I I would be feeding her like oatmeal cereal, and I'm like, you're not gonna eat this, and I'm like, you have to finish this. In my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. she, like, why does she want to finish the food? She's full. That's why she's want to eat because she's full. That's why, you know. But to me, I'm like, damn, like, I'm, I'm so used to growing up thinking like I need to eat all the food that I think also my child mm-hmm. needs to finish eating every single thing I plate. Like, no, she's full. That's it. That's it. And it, that should be okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I used to get punished, and to to the point where my mom oh my had gosh. me. I think I was. She had me. At someone's house. She was like mm-hmm. babysitting me in quotation marks. Um, but I was grown. I wasn't mm-hmm. grown grown, but I, I need a babysitter. But whatever. Yeah. This woman was watching me. And she used to like she used to kind of like do a family outing like every Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. to go to the, you know, I don't know, stores or whatever. And she would drag uh-huh. me with them. But the thing is, we always had to eat before we we, we leave. But she would so give me all this food. Out. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't do it so i used to f- either you know feed the food to my friend who unfortunately oh was God. like became like overweight she's like i was eating your food and i'm eating my food but then after a while when they you know got onto it they were like we're just gonna give you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because we can't Done. wait for you <laughs> to finish eating but i'm like i could not sit here and digest this entire plate of food like yeah but i but my punishment was i didn't get real food anymore i got peanut butter and jelly sandwich i mean but you ate the peanut butter and, <laughs> and i was fine. fine and i was fine yeah no it's so crazy i don't know why we're like this they I don't mean, know how I'm to decrease like yeah yeah just decrease the plate that's all you have to do like the yo the portions that i used to see growing up i'm like that can't be and like, like that can't be enough for like that because it's, it's enough for like three people yeah essentially you know it really is Gosh. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I think I had a nutritionist who was like, yeah, you need one fourth cup of rice. And I'm like, that's one the other fourth thing, the cup? <laughs> fourth cup? Like, that's literally this small. I'm like, man, yeah. who eats like this? <laughs> Mice. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was like, birds. Yeah. Hard. Really yeah, it's, hard. it's difficult. It's difficult. But I want to talk about now your business because yeah. you're a personal trainer and you said that you do a lot of training like online. So mm-hmm. kind of explain that because I think some people, when they think about training, they think about in person, yeah. like, let me show you how to lift your leg. So they might not understand this like online training concept. So talk yeah. to us about your business model. Okay, so online coaching, online training has been a kind of like part of fitness that has become more popular over the pandemic, right? Like it was popular before and I started doing this a long time back, but now I'm more like serious with Mm -hmm. it because can't really see people all the time. And the way that it works is pretty much if you are someone who has a gym membership or maybe you're wanting to work from home, right? If you have a fitness coach who is able to put a program for you, right? Customized to what you have available to you. That's pretty much what you're getting from a fitness coach, right? You're also getting your nutrition. If they are someone who does nutrition coaching, you're getting your meal plans. You're also getting um, your weekly check-ins, right? So that's something that I prioritize a lot with my clients. I don't know if all fitness coaches do this, but your weekly check-ins and your your daily like check-ins, like your 10-minute, five-minute, whatever, like how are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's kind of your accountability, right? Because even if you were to have a personal trainer, right? And this is why I, I think online fitness coaching is like the best way to reach your fitness goals as opposed to personal training. Because when I was in the gym, what I saw that was happening a lot is that, and this is the old model of fitness is that I would meet with a client, right? For an hour, 30 minutes. 
You only have to give me an hour or 30 minutes a week, and then you get to go home. What do you do when you get home? You eat what you want. Right. You do whatever you want, right? You have nobody that's kind of like holding your feet to the fire on a daily, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to be bothering you because we did our session. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you have your personal trainer, you meet with them, you're, you're in your head. You're like, oh, like all I got to do is meet with my trainer and I'm going to reach the goal. I'm going to get my results. Like not necessarily. You need somebody to be holding your hand almost sometimes. Not everybody needs this, but some people need more accountability. They need a meal plan, right? Because if we're only working out, what am I doing when I'm not with my trainer? I'm eating whatever I want. So then I go through this vicious cycle of I'm going to I'm gonna work out today and then I'm going to work out tomorrow and then I'm going to work out for a month and I'm not going to see results. And then I'm going to go back to my trainer and say, hey, like, you know, I want to do this and but then you're not getting the meat and potatoes, which is the nutrition um, and the accountability. Mm-hmm. And so with fitness coaching, what has happened is trainers are pretty much getting more time to... Um, dedicate to more people right so i can right now work with 15 women i can give them their personalized workout program Mm -hmm. i can give them their personalized meal plan and then i can also meet with them at least one day a week we can talk about everything they can give me a download of everything that's been going on with during the week and i can literally help them figure out and strategize how can we change your habits because that's what it comes down to ultimately how can we hack your life change your habits schedule your workouts on your time not Mm -hmm. on my time when you're meeting with the trainer right so that you can reach your goal on your terms, right? Because that's what it really comes down to. Online fitness coaching is how can I help you reach your fitness goals on your terms so that you're not chained to, oh my God, I got to meet with Jessica from 8.30 to 9.30 and I got to make sure that I make it on time so I can get my full hour's worth of Jessica time. No, you're going to have your workout program. If I'm available, if I'm a busy mom mm-hmm. and I'm available at 4 a.m. when the baby's sleeping, that's what I'm going to work out. Right. Because you're doing it on your terms. So that's why online fitness coaching works better than the personal training model. And not to say that it doesn't work for everyone, but for me as a fitness coach, it allows me to really get into my clients lives. Right. Because if you're only paying me for my 30 minutes, like then I need to I need some sort of like incentive to. Get into your life, right? right? To find out what you're eating every day, to find out what are you doing, you know, with all the free time that you have so I can help you schedule when you're going to do your workout and when you're going to eat and how you're going to prioritize that with your, you know, your 12-hour work schedule or your nine-hour work schedule. Right. I'm in my clients' lives. It makes me happy because I like, you know, finding out what they're doing on a daily mm-hmm. basis, but also it helps them because I'm holding their feet to the fire. And I'm like, okay, like you had a workout to do at so-and-so time. I checked my, you know, my program and I saw that you did not burn the amount of calories that you were supposed to try to reach for today. You didn't reach, you didn't reach the step goal today. What's going on? Right. You haven't checked it with me in four days. I've been messaging you. You haven't checked in with me. And when we have our weekly check-in, which is mandatory, I saw that you didn't, you didn't message me. You didn't text me. Nothing happened. You didn't do your workouts. What happened? And we're going to figure out how we're going right. to do better next week, every single week for the duration of the program. And then of course, continuing after the program. But that's really how like fitness coaching has helped to revolutionize the fitness space, but also has helped people to reach their goals faster and more efficiently in a way that works for them. Right. That was very long winded, but that's, no, that's I, what I can explain it. <laughs> but I mean, I think, you know, as you're as you were going, you know, in and describing the different elements of it, I'm like, this is actually you know, it actually makes sense to me yeah. because it's like coaching. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think, especially when it comes to fitness, it's so easy to, you know, drop the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for myself, it's like when I know that I, I like competition. So like with my little, with my little, I, you know, I watch here, yeah. I am always competing with certain friends. Like, yes. uh, you didn't, you know, yes. 30 minute workout today. And then like, if I worked out, mm-hmm. you know, it sends it to them and they're like, okay, girl, I see yeah. you and whatnot. And so if I notice that, you know, my one friend like did this today, I'm like, oh, I got to get more calories burned, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that actually works. Like when we had the little group thing in the park, it was like, okay, if I if I felt like oh, I don't know if I want to go today, but somebody was like, "Okay, girls, gonna We're get going. to the park around." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Damn, I gotta get ready to go yeah. to the park." So I think that that definitely makes a lot of sense, and I think that holding the feet to the fire piece is really really critical. Yeah. Um, 
Especially like the white when, when I trained with him like years ago, yeah. he would he he would send me a message so I didn't get a picture of the food. Where's, the food? <laughs> Where's your meal? <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to hold you accountable, right? With fitness and the thing about it is like this is what uh, I wanted to say this earlier. I completely forgot, especially with the mental health part and like with the pandemic. Sometimes it's also very easy because we're so busy, like working from home and doing all these things. Very easy to put fitness to the back burner. It's oh, yeah. Very easy because it's like, okay, like, yeah, I could do that tomorrow. And then yep. put it off some more and then some more. And then you expand. Yes. The things stop fitting. Yes. And you're like, wait, it's because I didn't prioritize this very important, vital thing that I need to feel good to, you know, have clarity throughout the day. I didn't prioritize it at least once or twice this week or three times this mm-hmm. week. And, you know, you're starting to see the effects in your body, your mental health, everything. Right. It's vital. So, yeah. So next month is Mental Health Awareness Month, yeah. right? And so, you know, we're getting a little, a little, a little ahead, right? We're trying to be, you know, a little ahead of the curve here. Um, but I kind of want to get a couple of things um, down for people who are who are tuning in and are are kind of like, I really just don't know. Where to start? I'm hearing from one person. I got to work out five days a week. I'm hearing from somebody else. It's got to be three days a week. I'm hearing from others that 10 minutes a day is all I need. So I guess for people who are especially just starting out or let's Mm -hmm. say the people who are just extremely busy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what what would be ideal in terms of like a minimum when it comes to exercise? Like let's 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 talk about maybe for a week because not everybody can. Well, let me not say that. I could generally say people could think not everybody can work out yeah. every day, mm-hmm. but maybe that's maybe that's not true. Maybe people can work out every day. It's 100% possible. Okay. 100% possible because if you look at even the busiest person, like I can have the conversation with somebody who thinks they're like so busy that they literally don't even have time to like, Right. Yeah, like like that's just an analogy. Like somebody who says they're so busy, they don't even have time to do the basic things. And if you give me a a rundown of what you do in a in a forty eight hour lifespan, I can literally look at every single thing you've done and pick the points in your day where I know you can fit in a ten minute, a fifteen minute, even like a thirty minute workout. So when it comes down to it, is prioritizing, the first thing um, that I like to do with um, my clients is figure out what their schedule looks like. And pick what part in their day can they not scroll on Instagram, Mm. right? And not sit in front of the TV and instead get up and move, right? So if you pick, if you literally sit down and look at your work, like your schedule, your work schedule, whatever you do in a day, in a 24-hour span, and you pick, okay, where are the times where I could like not waste time and work out? That's how you could start. Because if you look at what you do in a 24-hour span, like a span, and you see how much time you wasted, you're like, wow, like... I could be doing better things. Right. I could go to sleep earlier and wake up earlier if I if my day is so busy and do a workout in the morning. Because you get it out get it out the way in the beginning of the day, you don't have to worry about it in the end of the day. Right. Right. That's one thing. Another thing, prioritize getting your steps in. There are so many, like you don't even need to have an Apple Watch. You can get right. one of these things. A little Fitbit, a little yeah. yeah. Get one of these these things on Amazon. Prioritize getting your steps in a day. Try to get 10,000 steps in a day. Maybe if you can get 10,000 steps because you're doing a walking meeting instead of sitting down during your meeting, next day you could be like, okay, I'm going to take this meeting outside. Get some fresh air. Do that meeting on the phone or do it on your, you know, you can have your, if you need to do like a Zoom, maybe you can do your Zoom with your camera on. Mm-hmm. Go for a walking meeting. Get your steps in. Burning calories. Very simple. There's a lot of simple ways that you can like kind of, Get your get your heart rate up and mm-hmm. burn calories and kind of like work on your fitness journey to start out. And then once you can build a habit, because that's what it comes down to ultimately. Once you build a habit of doing that, you can add new things, right? You got bored of like doing that 10-minute workout in the morning. Okay, I can find a way to do a different type of workout, right? Or I can find a way to, um, what's the word that I always say? Uh incentivize my workout right if i can you know work out at least 30 minutes two 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 or three days a week right that i'm gonna you know celebrate with like a glass of wine at the end of the week because that's the other thing it's okay to drink wine 
It's okay to have. Can you please say that one more time, please? It's okay to drink wine. Okay, (laughs) it is okay because by everything in moderation, that's all it comes down to, right? Everything in moderation. Um, But you can enjoy things. You make a pact with your girls, like, oh, I'm gonna, we're gonna go on this vacation if all of us could get like I don't know, 10, 15 pounds down in 30 days or 90 Mm -hmm. days. We're gonna go on this vacation, and if we don't do it, somebody has to pay somebody. Right? I like that. You incentivize it, you're more than likely to reach some sort of goal. Because the thing about it is a lot of times we are we're naturally lazy. We gotta find a way to make ourselves not lazy. You gotta push against that natural inclination to be lazy. We all wanna sit down in front of the TV. I wanna sit down in front of the TV and I scroll, know. but I get up. I get up at like today I did four thirty. Good for Tomorrow's you. Tomorrow's gonna be four o'clock, hopefully. Good for you. We get to bed on time. <laughs> yeah, you know, babies, they really, they really rule your day. <laughs> but yeah. So how important is sleep in all of this? Because I know we talked oh, about yeah. the nutrition piece. Mm-hmm. We talked about just even if it's 10 minutes a day, yeah. get out and move, get your, get your, I don't, I'm not sponsored by Fitbit, but whatever mm-hmm. Fitbit-esque get type of, in. you know, mm-hmm. get your steps in. But what about the sleep piece? The sleep very hard to come by. Very hard. I know sleeping is very hard for some people, but sleep is like one of those very important things also um, because it, it's the sleep, the exercise, nutrition, um, your energy levels, your mood and stress, right? These are like six things and there's mm-hmm. some more things that you put all together to be a well-rounded, healthy person. Sleep is 100% important. Um Getting to bed on time, I know for a lot of people, especially in New York where we're running 24-7, it's hard, right? But then it's another one of the things you have to prioritize because if you're not sleeping, it will definitely take a toll on your mental health in the long run. You're not allowing your body to rest and recover. Your stress levels are going to remain high mm-hmm. like almost all day long, right? And then that also causes you to put on more weight. So, and not saying that like weight is such a terrible thing, but like if you have unwanted fat that you want to get rid of, maybe the sleep is the one thing that you need to change, right? Right. So that your body can get time to digest, to rest and get ready for the next day. Um, A tip that I like to give people when it comes to sleep, if you don't have like serious like sleep problems, um, definitely set an alarm every day for when you're going to do a hard stop in your like work, family, whatever it is. Because if you set this alarm and you try your best to stick to Mm -hmm. it, more than likely you're going to try to prioritize your sleep. Even taking like a five minute nap in the middle of the day, like just literally if you're sitting at the desk, just put your head down if you can, (laughs) right? Get some rest because Mm -hmm. it's very important. If you're not sleeping, then definitely going to set yourself back. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the last thing, since you mentioned rest, we're talking about sleep, but let's talk about rest. Mm -hmm. There are people who feel like they have to work out Mm -hmm. seven days a week. Where does rest come in? Because, you know, again, that's another thing I hear so many, like some people say, okay, work out one day, rest two days. There are others who say work out one day, like and rest every other day. Mm -hmm. There are others who are just say, you know, out of seven days, if you're going to work out five days, rest two days. Like, what's your philosophy? Yeah, no, you have to rest um, at least in between, at least one day in between workouts. If you're, I don't believe that anybody should be working out seven days or even six days. Six days is not terrible because I've done it before. When I was like going super hard in the beginning, I was working out six days and mm-hmm. it's not great. Because you have to allow your body to recuperate in between sessions at least a little bit. Like, um, if you're working, if you want to work out, if you can work out three days in a row, rest for at least two days. Because if you're not resting, you're not allowing, you're going to be really sore, first of all. Right. Very sore. <laughs> and then the other thing, you're not allowing your muscles to acclimate to this, like, harsh work that you've been doing those couple days that mm-hmm. you've been working out. So if you're not doing that, then you're going to, you're less likely to see, oh, my God, you're less likely to see results. So you definitely have to be resting at least one day in between workouts if you're going to do, like, a three-day um, if you're working out five days a week, maybe you do two days on, one day off, two days on, one day off. That's mm-hmm. two, four days or five days and then two days rest. You have to rest in between workouts. And of course, between sets, you have to rest 100%. You right. listen to your body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So I know many people are tuning in and they're like, man, I need a fitness coach. This girl just basically reminded me how my life is not together. Um <laughs> How can people get in contact with you? Um, so I'm on Instagram. I spend a lot of time. Well, no, that's a lie. I spend uh, 20 to 30 minutes a day on Instagram when I can. Um, but you could find me at Jessica Do Fit underscore on Instagram. 
you can also email me. Um, email is probably the best form of communication at jessicadufit at gmail.com or coaching at jessicadufit.com. Okay, cool. And that's Jessica Dufit, like Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-D-O yes. fit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, cool. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time and just sharing all this knowledge. I know that fitness is something that a lot of people are struggling with. Yeah. And so I think that this this option of this fitness coaching, I think many of us were not familiar or if we heard of it, we were just like, "Uh, it's not, you know, it's not a personal trainer, so I don't want it. But now yeah. I'm like, I think I want somebody texting me to find out if I ate right. Yeah, a lot of people want. Yeah, that's the other problem. I forgot to mention this before. A lot of people want somebody to hold their hand like while they're in the gym. But I can do that also through video. Right. You can do that through video, especially with the technology that we have these days. There's a lot you can do. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, I like I said, I, I started, I I don't like to call these things journeys because I feel mm-hmm. like this is what we're supposed to do with life, yeah. you know? So like lifestyle more so. So I kind of like jump started my fitness lifestyle mm-hmm. again, you know, for God knows you know how many times I've done it in my life, but the okay, pandemic interfered. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so, but I decided after a while, I was like, I'm not going to sit here anymore. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do what I have to do. I have all these kettlebells. I just ordered some new dumbbells yesterday. Yeah. I have everything. Listen, I have everything at the house now. So no excuses whatsoever. Guys, tune in to Summer Body. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Summer Body is loading. (laughs) It's loading. But no, this was, I mean, this was really great information. And I think for those people who are struggling and who are trying to figure out the balance, I think that this episode definitely gave them some pointers. And I think demystified a couple of things, you know, like the BMI and how many, you know, how many days should we be working out like some people are really confused in the mechanics of things that they don't even start Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um that's what pretty much starts causes people to just do nothing Mm because there's so many things you can do and all the information is like overwhelming you're like you know i'm just gonna do Nothing. <laughs> Works better. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. But I definitely want to get you back on the show, you know, at a later time to talk more about fitness, more yeah. about fitness. And maybe we could even do like some sort of like live fitness demo. I'm into the live stuff yeah. now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would totally be down. I've enjoyed this so much. I'm very glad that I Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I will talk to you guys next week. (laughs) You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. Can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. 